morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Abstract, a segment of the podcast Salabas ng Classroom, which aims to feature various researches conducted by students and professionals across various fields. For the first episode of Abstract, I will share with you my thesis for Masters of Science in Psychology conducted last 2017. I also shared the results of this study in the National Convention of Psychological Association of the Philippines last 2019 in Davao, entitled Self-Consciousness and the Experience of Imposter Phenomenon Among Filipino Young Adults. According to one of the most revered scientists of all time, the exaggerated esteem which my life work is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. If ever you have a guess as to who said this, so just a few moments for you to to highlight or to think about it. This quote was actually stated by none other than the father of modern science, Albert Einstein. You may be wondering how such an intelligent man think of himself as an involuntary swindler. And the said experience is not as isolated as we may initially think. So for the experience of the father of modern science, Albert Einstein, this actually points to the imposter phenomenon. So for the first question, what inspired you to do the study? When I was working in a corporate environment, this is my first employment. So I was fresh out of graduation. I was outside my hometown. I remember how I constantly browsed and read articles in LinkedIn during lunch break. I was so interested in learning more about the environment I was in. And it was very satisfying to grow my network. Although at this time, virtual pa lang siya. It, it was mostly virtual since I was uh, a recruiter. So I'm a, I was a part of an executive search firm. I also started following authors and content leaders that posted about relevant issues in the workplace. And this made me more curious. In one of the articles, I encountered the term imposter syndrome for the first time, and it got me hooked right off the bat. The author's perspective made me feel like I was understood, especially in a context I haven't really talked about with anyone. So there, I opted to focus on the imposter phenomenon or syndrome in my thesis. What are the variables of the study? For my thesis, the main variables were self-consciousness and the imposter phenomenon. Self-consciousness is defined as a reflexive experience and considered a synonym for self-reflection. This was taken from Da Silveria, De Sousa, and Gomez 2015. Self-consciousness has three dimensions, public self-consciousness, private self-consciousness, and social anxiety. The public and private dimensions of self-consciousness follows the self-consciousness theory where there must be a balance between one's personal and social identities, while the concept of social anxiety stems from public self-consciousness since a person can become subjected to observation in social situations. For the second main variable of the study, Imposter phenomenon, also referred to as imposter syndrome or fraud phenomenon, is not yet considered a scientific or psychological disorder. This has been, however, a subject 
of quite a number of researches. And the term was actually coined by Clans and Imes in 1974. This phenomenon describes the feelings of an individual when he, she, or they rightfully achieves a level of success but doesn't feel deserving of the said success. And this definition was taken from Clark, Bardeman, and Barba 2014. The factors of the imposter phenomenon are fake, discount, and luck. So in this study, fake factor is characterized by being extremely cautious about perfectly finishing tasks and not being discovered as quote-unquote unreal or hindi totoo or peke. Meanwhile, discount is disregarding one's personal resources such as effort in terms of the contribution of its contribution to one's achievements in problem solving. And lastly, luck is defined as chance or fate or sa context ng Pilipino, chamba lang or good opportunity, no? sinuerte kumbaga. So for the methods and procedures, this research was descriptive survey method, utilized the descriptive survey method. There were a total of 452 young adults aged 20 to 30 years old who participated in the studies. They answered two scales, the self-consciousness scale and the clan's imposter phenomenon scale. As for the results of the study, Filipino young adults scored high on all dimensions of self-consciousness, where public self-consciousness was rated the highest. Public and private self-consciousness significantly differed from social anxiety in terms of their mean scores. And to explain this, I highlighted the concepts of kapwa, hiya, and pagmumuni-muni. Specifically for kapwa, the context of hindi ibang tao, at ibang tao, or the insider, the outsider, one of us, and the not one of us. So this system, or the unstated system of acceptable expectations, are different from ibang tao and hindi ibang tao. And these personal expectations also translate to societal expectations. And societal expectations may even be experienced at home. So there is a concept of parents expecting their children to achieve a certain level of success or a certain level of achievement or recognition in most cases for Filipinos. I also highlighted the concepts interdependent self and the contribution of smooth interpersonal relations or wanting to have good relationships or amicable relationships with everybody. So second is HIA. In the social context, HIA provides a pressure to satisfy expectations and demands and at the same time following social norms. And this contrast can be seen in inefficient communication patterns where you feel embarrassed or a Filipino young adult feels embarrassed when he, she, or they does not reach a certain level or maintain even a certain level of social status. So next, pagmumuni-muni, this is, I uh, explain this by providing a possibility where Filipino young adults may feel suppressed in terms of expressing themselves, expressing their opinions, and basically their freedom of expression in terms of reflecting on their personal concerns. Filipino young adults who share their opinions, who express their thoughts and feelings, 
may be looked down upon. So there is also the contribution of competition anxiety, what you can do better compared to your neighbor, compared to your relative, compared to your classmate, your batchmate. So there's a sense of com comparison already where people become more interested in activities that help them promote or that would increase their sense of social status so that they can become more accepted in the society. The high degree of public self-consciousness may reflect how there is a difficulty for Filipino young adults to satisfy expectations and demands of the person or the self while at the same time following social norms. In terms of the imposter phenomenon, Filipino young adults moderately experience all factors of the imposter phenomenon. However, fake factor is the most prevalent factor. And the fake and discount factors significantly differed from luck in terms of their mean scores. For the discussion of this result, I emphasize on the following points. First was the collectivistic nature of our culture. The second would be the importance given to academic achievement. And the third would be the role of the online community. The tendency to follow traditional societal rules encourage young adults to easily embrace familial, especially parental, wishes or goals over one's personal wants or desires. And we easily see this in stories that involve this slide. Pangarap ito ng nanay ko, pangarap ito ng tatay ko, pangarap ito ng pamilya ko para sa akin. Ito yung gustong mangyari ng pamilya ko para sa akin. Or this is what my family wants for me. This is my father's dream. This is my parents' dream for me. So this line shows how Filipino young adults or Filipinos in general give importance to what other people say and what other people would want for ourselves, decreasing the opportunity or maybe decreasing the chance for the Filipino to reflect on what he or she or they truly want from their own perspective, from an individualistic point of view. The said context extends to the importance of academic achievement. When Filipinos receive recognition in school for their performance in class, this is where most of their time, their energy is focused into, more than extracurricular activities that can also help them in their personal growth. Mas nabibigyan ng halaga yung rank ng sudyante or rank ng Pilipino in terms of a subject, in terms of a course, in terms of academic general performance rather than yung mga success niya na hindi related sa school or hindi related sa, sa academics. No? Young adults may feel like they push themselves to be the best, quote-unquote, in the academic setting since their success is highly praised and they might have attached this concept of success to their worth, to their self-worth, to their identity, to their self-esteem, and also self-consciousness. And they become highly dependent 
on being the best, on giving their best in terms of academic performance. Social media, meanwhile, cradles the digital identity of young adults. This gives the idea that having a good record, quote-unquote, or having a good image, portraying a pleasant and a successful image might become more essential rather than necessary. So, nahahanapan ng matinding halaga yung imahe na napoportray sa social media, sa online community, rather than yung offline personality, quote-unquote. So, there becomes a need to curate, in a way, to formulate or to form this pleasant and successful social media identity or online identity. Lastly, for the relationship and also the prediction or the contribution of self-consciousness to the imposter phenomenon experience, self-consciousness has a moderately positive relationship with the experience of imposter phenomenon. And social anxiety is the biggest contributor to the experience of imposter phenomenon. The discussion I gave for this result would be the extension of the self in the cyber world, as mentioned earlier. Filipino young adults give importance in the way they are perceived in social media. And this is a sense of extension. This is a sense of identity. A sense of expressing one's self-esteem, self-confidence, self-consciousness. I also used communication patterns where what would be acceptable in terms of the online community may not necessarily be acceptable in the offline community. The cyber world becomes capable of eliminating, revising, transforming, and creating rules that are not possible in close or also in personal, in-person, in-person transactions or interactions. And this may affect how young adults become more cautious as they develop negative views towards open expression of undesirable thoughts. So since may imahe or meron kang image na inaalagaan, pipiliin mo na mag-express ng thoughts and feelings na hindi nag-go against or without going against expected uh, behavior or social norms. And also, I, I shared the possibility of how achievement motivation contributes to social anxiety since Filipinos give importance and significance to getting a diploma. Filipinos place getting a diploma on a pedestal and achievement motivation guides how our young adults set goals and continue to strive for their rightful place in the educational system. Anchoring this with the context earlier that success at this stage or if they are students, success for students are highly dependent on academic achievement. Aside from cultural context, I also highlighted the possible contribution of perception, both personal and societal, and generational differences and values. What are your recommendations, plans, or thoughts related to the study? For recommendations, I included the following. 
for the Filipino young adult to increase awareness and to provide safe spaces for young adults to communicate, especially their thoughts, their feelings, their opinions about certain issues, and as well as the learnings they gained from personal experiences. For home, for the family, to provide positive words of encouragement and honest discussions would also help Filipino young adults to gain self-confidence, to gain self-esteem, and essentially have a higher sense of private self-consciousness as well. For schools and for universities or academic institutions, to boost the students' self-confidence through diverse school activities so that they would not only focus on the academic part of their education, hone and improve their skills that may also help them in their personal journey and also maybe help them discover what they want to do in terms of a career. For the workplace, we can also contribute by providing praises and efficient compliments for our employees as we recognize their achievements and progress. I am still highly interested in learning about the imposter phenomenon or syndrome. I have seen more posts and articles about it in various social media platforms. And I think it is gaining more interest, especially from people who are not affiliated with or who have no background in psychology. And hopefully, this interest will also be translated into relevant research and programs, helping people understand and process their experiences of imposter syndrome, or an experience for that matter, allows us to change our mindset, our perception, and also our behaviors. And consequently, if we do have better mindsets, better perceptions, and better behaviors, we can essentially change and remove Systems that are no longer beneficial for our personal and also institutional growth. I am still considering conducting another research related to the topic, but I do need to consider many factors. And I am open to collaborations in case you're interested to study this topic, this phenomenon. Do let me know. Maybe we can make it work. Maybe we can conduct a study with more variables. Maybe we can even create a scale for our experience of the imposter phenomenon. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more researches coming your way. And see you in our next episode. Bye!